D do epic dope do epi- ass sorry, shit. Do epic dope ass shit. Daily um, dead ass. So um, yeah, join so, our dead ass community and let us know how yeah, that's for, coming look along. Look for merchandise coming up soon. Dead ass. Matter of fact, let me work on our mer- merchandise today. <laughs> Welcome to 2021. Hello, everyone. My name is Paula Dina. This is the Some Days Today podcast, and I am your host. And with me today is Mac Audina. Not just today, but well, yes, every day, every day is Mac Audina. And this is the very first episode, podcast episode for 2021. We're excited to get into it. Um, today is going to be. Um, We did a similar thing in 2019 when we did a year in review. This is not going to be a full year in review um, necessarily. It'll be us just asking each other questions to see what our lessons learned were, takeaways, highlights, lowlights, etc. And then, you know, maybe talk at a high level um, about our goals for 2021. So before we get started, let's cheers. I mean, how amazing is it that we are here? Um, 2020 is behind us. 2021 is here and we're ready to take it on. That was actually supposed to be mine. Um, this was actually supposed to be yours, the cup. So this is building an empire and this one is be the the girl that did it. Yeah. Mm. But anyways, okay. I'll be the girl that, ah, the girl who decided to go for it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, all right. So let's get started. Um, I'm so excited. How are you feeling? So we are, what's today's date? Today is January 3rd and three days into the year. How are you feeling about it? Uh, honestly, anxious. Anxious? Um, yeah. Okay. In what way? And why? Why are you anxious? I don't even know if I would really get into it at this point. I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm ready to share all okay. of my anxiety. Anxiety. Yet. Okay, well, that's but, fine. Um, but suffice to say that you're feeling a bit anxious yes. about it. Um, is that typical for you at the start of every year that you are, that you feel some sort of anxiety? No. Okay, so this year is just particularly filled with anxiety for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what I will say is for me in the past, and I think I spoke with you about this, I typically would feel anxious just because I would have in my mind a bunch of goals that I was looking to accomplish. But because in the past I hadn't, I I didn't have a proven method for manifesting, the goals would seem out of reach for me. So they would seem pretty aspirational, but also maybe um, unrealistic. So I would have the goals because I knew that's where I wanted to go towards. But in my mind, I was already doubting my ability to bring forth um, those goals and be able to accomplish them. So typically, I would be filled with anxiety because I was already in a defeated mindset. Um, Not this year. Not this year. And, you know, I'll get into why I'm feeling pretty comfortable, pretty confident. This is probably the most confident I've gone into any year. Um, which is interesting because there's a lot going on. Um, so one could argue that there's a lot of 
chaos and flux in our lives right now. But I think all of that spells opportunity. And generally speaking, there's a lot of chaos before you take off. You know, so it's a lot of noise. It's a lot of, um, you know, just anxiety. You're building up a lot of energy. And now you've got to figure out how to channel it the right way so that you can take off. Regardless, I'm excited um, and happy to see what 2021 brings. So, awesome. yeah. yeah. So should we get started? Sure. All right. So I have a bunch of questions. And I know you have some questions. And the first is, overall, what are your thoughts on the year 2020? Because I know a lot of people were eager to be done with it. Um, it was full of promise. It was the year of perfect vision, like a lot of people said. And one, one nothing but cloud, chaos, and confusion for a lot of people. So um, what, what are your thoughts on 2020 when you look back? And, um, you know, what, would, what, what are your feelings about the year? I mean, I so... If you've listened to some other episodes that we've had, um, you know, you'll you'll notice, you'll remember that, you know, we didn't actually have too big of an issue with it when it, with the whole COVID situation and a quarantining situation mm-hmm. when we first started, um, primarily because, you know, we like, we, we like each other's company and we mm-hmm. like, um, the alone time. Um, I know that there was a period of time when we started to get a little, um, you know, antsy, antsy, a little like uh, cabin feverish mm-hmm. and we wanted to get out. And so we, we did a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I think we kind of bucked the trend. I know a lot of people really <coughs> followed the rules to a T, didn't travel, made sure that if they traveled, they didn't take planes. They, you know, did everything they were supposed to. But I think we... Um, we're not Trump supporters, but kind of behaved like them in a, in a way because we just did what we wanted to. Um, and I don't know that result, that's completely true. <laughs> I, mean, okay, or, I mean, it's not completely true, <laughs> but at the same time, it's a lot more than a lot of people did. I think. A lot okay. Of people, yeah, a lot of we people were not as traveling, conservative. We traveling. Yes, but we always took precautions, and it was always within the boundaries. What's I guess. The boundaries? <laughs> Meaning when they said don't go out, we didn't go out. I mean, we didn't go out for a long time. And then when we could travel, when we could go out, we went out. But still, I know, know earlier on, I was just like, um, first, the first few um, days, I was like st- trying to stack. I thought it was going to be like the short period where you like have to, uh, you know, just hoard all the food. Mm-hmm. I was already thinking about end of days times, <laughs> you know, like all the shows that I like to watch where... Um, you got to be a survivalist and that sort of thing. And But at the same time, I remember also a couple of days into it, it's like, oh, we need more of this food. We need more of this food. Need... Yeah. So I'd always constantly go back in and out. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me, I think there is a level of, you know, you know, I know that there are a lot of people who lost their lives. And so it, it's terrible. Fortunately, we don't know anybody who have or not too personal. Um, you know, we also, obviously, and we can go into this, also got COVID. Um, COVID. Yeah. And, you know, we got out of there and survived. So we're grateful for that. But I just, I, I feel like there is a level of peace. Like, yes, I'm not able to see as many people as I could. But I also feel like there was also more of an effort to see people. Mm. Precisely because you were out. And it just um, caused everyone to simultaneously 
relax and yeah. take a chill pill. Yeah. And so you didn't have to feel like, oh my God, I'm not doing as much as everybody else. And you could all be in a in the same place and feel comfortable with the slower pace of life. And so for me, my reflection on 2020 is that, you know, I, I appreciated this time out mm-hmm. for the world. Yeah. Same. I, I mean, I think... Um... In addition to everything you just said, because I would agree with that um, 100%, um, I wasn't too worried about the idea that we would be home because we enjoy each other. I was actually really looking forward to spending more time with the children because that was part of my goal for this year anyways, was to be hunkered down with them. So it's amazing how the universe sort of just um, presented us with a gift like that. We were home. We were supposed to be traveling with the kids, um, but still the ability to have them at home learning and be, you know, have more opportunities to run into each other throughout the course of the day. I was very grateful for. Um, But in addition to that, I felt like 2020 presented all of us with an opportunity to reflect and improve upon ourselves Um, So those who had businesses or even folks who were working within, you know, a a business that's not theirs had to think about a different way of working. You know, most people became remote. So I felt like um, in general, we were presented with an opportunity to switch things up, um, exercise different parts of our brains, gain new skills, um, think about what was working before and you know, if it had to continue, if you could pick up new habits that made sense for the environment that you were in. So I actually felt like I grew personally. I felt like I grew as a parent. There's some things that I now do with the children that I wouldn't have thought to do or that I wouldn't have had time to do. There's some um, goals or, or daily impositions that I put upon myself um, to become a better person, better parent, better wife, um, better business person. So I felt like Overall, it was an opportunity for me to pause, rethink what was happening, what was going to be needed for the moment that we were in, reskill, so picking up new skills to, number one, get through the moment, particularly within our business. There were a lot of new things that we had to learn and try out for the first time. Um, But then also think about what needed to stick around once we got back into the new world. So I, I was always thinking about 2021, you know, how would I look back on 2020 and would I feel like I took advantage of the downtime, the opportunities to improve and to be better? And I, I would I would not say that I accomplished that 100%, but I think I definitely, um, I think I did more. I think I opened up my mind more so this year than I would have or that I've had, that I've done in the past. But I don't know. So that's my takeaway. Yeah, I mean, and, and I want to say a couple of things before we get off the topic. Mm-hmm. One is that, you know, I definitely appreciate how you continue to push forward. Mm-hmm. A lot of things are different. Um, conferences, mm-hmm. uh, not conferences. Webinars. Webinars mm-hmm. that you put together and that you were pushing. That was, um, you know, the audacity and the uh, boldness of it um, was really cool. A lot of uh, webinars you put together. Um, you ended up, um, because of a webinar that you um, were asked at the last minute to do, you ended up being asked to do an article on um, 
Black Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, there is also just a ton of ways that we you, that you were pushing in terms of the business and trying to get out there. Um, so I think I, I definitely think you've done a real good job pushing. Um, and you know, one of the things that I want to say about this time because I think a lot of people are being reflective and. Uh, learning, hopefully growing, is that, you know, a lot of times they will tell you in order to grow and learn and listen to the universe, it's like you have to take some time out mm-hmm. for silent retreats or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think this is part part of why that works and part of why it also worked with COVID is that you're not dealing with so many different things so that you can focus on the, on the thing that you need to focus on and the most important thing and allows you to work on yourself. That said, I think... You know, p- part of actually learning something is going to put it into practice. That's when it becomes harder. Now, you know, you, you're saying to yourself, here's how I've grown. And then you get you tested and challenged and then you find, oh, my God, I'm still doing the same thing again. And mm-hmm. I think it's, it, you know, that's one of the things that you have to be mindful of when you're jumping into 2021. Whatever it is that you learned is probably hasn't become a habit yet. So mm-hmm. you might fall backwards. Um, and And I just say that because... There is a lot of reflection. I know personally with myself, there's a lot of internal growth. And I think I, a lot of it I'll be carrying with me. But um, I'm wondering also, um, you know, how adding in all of the activities of a of a world that progress, that keeps on moving in the same pace that it was before COVID, how that will, um, how the lessons I took away will, you know, stay with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, we can jump into that because that's actually one of the things that I want to end with on this um, for this episode. And hopefully we'll have enough time and we don't go too long on the um, earlier segments. Um, Mm. But it's tactics and new habits that you need to incorporate into your daily routine to get you closer to your goals. And the reason I feel comfortable with where I am right now with the audacious goals that I have is because I truly believe that it's your daily habits and your routines that are the game changer. The things that you do every day that you're consistent about are truly what's going to uh, propel you to take you much further than anything else. Think about your greatest accomplishment in 2020. Outside of that is what I want to talk about later, which is discovering the power of your mindset and your ability to actually control it um, within uh, a fairly short period of time so that you can regain control. And that came as a result of some of the books that we read, um, particularly the one about happy money, you know, which talks about, you know, your mindset towards life, towards money, and the more abundant you think, regardless of money, the more abundance um, you have in life. So we can talk about that, but that's probably something that I'm also quite excited about. Yeah, the only thing that I guess I can say that I'm, you know, that that felt really good was um, getting braces for my Hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. That was one of the goals that I had this year, and, uh, you know, I eventually... Um, got it before the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Although the um, third child still needs to get hers. I still have to 
set up that appointment. But yeah, that was a, a good moment. That was one of the things that I wanted to do for them. So mm. I was proud of you deciding to go back into the legal field and all the activities that you took to to get back into that process, your admissions um, and, you know, the reskilling that you needed to do for that space so that you can be ready to go. I thought that was I just felt like you had a lot of great accomplishments. Um, so that was one. And I all the work that you did for PPP, you know, getting us funded, the paperwork, all of that, I thought was pretty good as well. Um, and also even, you know, getting the business certified, you know, earlier on at the start of the year, getting us minority, um, you know, enterprise certification as well as women owned um, certification. So I felt like you put in a lot of work behind the scenes this year um, for the business and also for your for your own personal growth. And I felt like, you know, it's probably similar along the lines of mindset um, shift but I felt like you had a lot of that this year as well. Um, what did you conquer in this year? Hmm. What did I conquer? That's a good one. Um, that's a good one. You know, I think along the lines of mindset um, shift, mindset reset, I would say one thing I conquered this year is my mind, my mind. I'm not fully there yet, but I feel like I understand how the brain works more so than I ever did in the past. And that's as a result of all the books that we were reading, books around um, the untethered soul, the books that tell you the difference between your little self and your big self, which initially when we were reading those books, it was very difficult for me to detach my higher self from my day-to-day self, the person, the human being who is the character that I am putting forth into the world. It was a very difficult thing, but the more I got into that practice with the children, so the children and I have a daily routine where we'll we'll wake up, we'll pick a... um, a a verse or a a quote from a a book that we read. Um, It's a daily calendar that gives you daily inspiration. It's called You're a Badass. So it'll give you you some sort of inspiration or quote to really meditate on. Um, And a lot of it had to do with mindset, once again, because I think that's the biggest challenge that we need to overcome when when considering where we are, where we want to go. It's always about your mindset. And once you have the right mindset, the solutions then come through. But when I talk about conquering my mindset, it's about finally understanding and being able to really feel my little self when I'm in that space and my big self. And that was such a major accomplishment for me because now I realize that my brain which I attach to my little self is not, does not exist to serve me the best answers in any given situation. What I realize is my brain exists to conserve energy. That is the reason why it'll give you shorthand solutions to a lot of things, you know, but ultimately your brain aligns with your mindset. So if you wake up and you think it is the worst day ever, your brain is going to be like, you know what? 
Yes, master, it is the worst day ever. And let me tell you why it's the worst day. It's raining outside. You haven't paid this bill and that bill. Like it'll, it'll corroborate. Your brain exists to corroborate whatever mindset you've set the stage with, right? And even in corroborating it, in the past, I would think, well, my brain came up with this. This is the best I got. My brain is very smart. I think I'm very smart. But no, it's not giving you the best answer. It's not even giving you remotely um, anything that's well thought out. It's just giving you a script to fill. Um, it's giving you an answer to fill, to fulfill the script that your mindset is laying out. Essentially, is the way, best way to do it. But the minute you shift your mindset and say, oh, no, I can do this, your brain is going to be like, oh, yes, no, this is why we can do it. I thought the brain was the leader and the body, the body followed. But in fact, your spiritual self, your soul is the leader. That's always the, the level that you're aspiring towards. Then there's your mindset. Your mindset is sort of the the environment that you're creating for how you're going to show up in the world. And then your brain gives you the tools to show up the way that you've decided you're going to show up. So I felt like I, um, you know, the question is, what did you conquer? I felt like I conquered myself um, because last year, I think I realized, not last year as in 2020, in 2019, there was an episode that I did when um, I realized that the ego was the enemy. Um, you know, when we used to talk a lot about the ego, we would say your biggest challenge is trying to figure out how to wrestle your ego and yourself down. Because I knew that I was, my, my thoughts and my actions were in opposition to where I wanted to go, what I wanted to do. So I just assumed that there was some sort of wrestling down on a daily basis. I'm going to have to defeat myself. Um, which is exerts a lot of energy. And sometimes you don't feel like fighting yourself continuously. Um, but what I learned is it's a mindset shift. That's it. It's a mindset shift. It goes from I'm tired, I want to stay in bed, to I'm energized. I'm working so towards how, something. How so, it's a, so you just say it and then it shifts. It, you could just say it. You know, so that's why, you know, when they say affirmations are important, there are lots of tools that are out there that make sense. But if you don't, understand really the mechanics for how it works you're just doing something that you don't truly understand so affirmations make sense you know when i'm in bed a lot of times i'm already meditating around what i'm grateful for i'm so grateful for a new day because i'm trying to change my mindset because i'm always tired it's hard for me to beat the morning that's a challenge that i'm still working on but i'm in bed and i'm telling i'm trying to put myself into a positive space you know um, I, I, I am so grateful. I'm so lucky to be able to wake up whenever I want, but the only way for me to maintain this is to get up and do the things that I need to do. I'm grateful for my children and I am energized. So I'm saying positive affirmations to myself, but a lot of times that may not even work. What I realize, um, works is sometimes you have to attach something external to you to where you're trying to go to really quickly adjust your mindset. So for me, it's, you know, I have a morning routine with the kids. Even if I miss all the earlier marks of getting up and doing some of the stuff that I need to do, I don't, I would, I don't want to disappoint my kids. I don't want them to look at me and be like, mommy is a bum. This is the third day you said we were going to get up and we don't, we don't. So that, when I think about that, oh, the kids are about to get up. I got to get up. Mindset shift. Now it's, 
I got to make my kids proud. I got to make myself proud. I've got to show up for them. I've got to be the constant source of strength for them because they're going to come down dragging. So I've got to show them that, you know, you can do it. So there are different things. So I've defeated myself in that I don't see um, having your brain fall in line to be as much of a challenge as it used to. Um, But there are various tools and techniques that I use along the way. And I think the biggest one that I have found to be useful thus far is attaching your habits or your goals or your routine to something outside of yourself. So some, some like your children, you know, just like you said, I wanted to get braces and the smiles on their faces, you know, really made me feel good. So having something external to you that can also pull you um, to remind you um, can easily get you into the right mindset. So I guess my next question is, um, you know, I know you read a lot of book. You actually prioritized reading. I didn't prioritize it as much this year. Um, I'm going to try to do better. I have goals to read way more books, uh, maybe about 24 books next year. But I know you read quite a number of books. So what were your favorites and what were your takeaways? it had to be because it was 2020 and 2019 is when we did the year in review. Mm-hmm. It had to be this year. Eckhart Tolle was the first book. So I've read a number of books. Mm-hmm. Eckhart Tolle's um, A New Earth. Yeah. Um, the Spirit One. Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul. <laughs> seven Laws of Attraction. Uh, I don't know if I read Seven Laws of Attraction. I read I Seven Laws of Attraction. Was, yeah. Um, damn, there was a lot. I have to go back to the... Um, to your audible, which mm-hmm. I don't have, do you, uh, do you have access to it? Because I could go back and look at all. Oh, the it's it's that. being used. Yeah. Um, so the most recent one um, is uh, what's the name? Mark Manson's. Um, uh, I reread that one because it had been a long time. Mark Manson's "The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck." Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, shoot, damn, there was so much. Um, there was the one that was also given to me. Um, oh, I think it was also Thinking Grow Rich was also there was yeah, yeah we I did think back. it we did do a lot of books actually Thinking Grow Rich there yeah was another one before that was like you really liked and I thought that the way that they spoke was really you know fast and weird I forget the name of that one mm. but it was along the same lines where they had they gave examples of people manifesting the one I think it's attraction boy. the laws of attraction is that what it was called or I think, so. I think it but it was a it, it, I know yes I'll have to go look it up and what we'll do actually is maybe do the list of books that we read um you know we'll put it in the comments in the credits so that people can see it but you're right I forgot about a lot of those books yeah, the one limit, um, limitless limitless yeah by um quick Instinct was also this year, right? Instinct, Instinct was yeah. this year. So yeah, we did do. Actually, I I didn't realize how many books I read. Yeah, oh, read so, twelve books. So yeah, we, we did, did way more than twelve. Actually. We did read a lot of books. Um, and and that's the thing you forget. I think what I'm gonna start doing is keeping a book journal just to track the takeaways because you do forget. Um, the lessons, but we'll link it below the books that we read. So of all the books, at least of the ones that you can remember, mm-hmm. which one stood out to you or which one are you presently sort of using as leverage into 2021? Um, probably the most recent one, um, which is, uh, 
you know, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Mm. I like the way that that guy, I think he speaks from a skeptic's mindset, and that's how I tend to think. Um, you know, he is the same person who talked about, like, everybody's saying they're special, which I, you know, Oprah says it, it must be true. You know, and then he starts talking about how you basically have to really develop your skills mm-hmm. if you really want to um, get somewhere. So he speaks from a, a skeptic's mindset, and I think that um, that resonates well with me and there are a lot of things that he said there there that I um, I can take into my um, thinking I feel like um, another book that I read that you are heavy on is now and I, I feel like I need to get back but I think it's going to take a level of this is another book that I read it was a while back though it's called um, damn I forget the name of it um, unf- I think it's called Unfuck Yourself mm-hmm. which is very interesting mm-hmm. um be, because he talks about how it's not um, it's not what you feel is what you do. And yes. He, he made that point specifically because he wanted to speak to people who were like, oh, you've got to feel a certain way before you do this or whatever. Um, or, you know, you got to think positively and, it was, and like it, it's difficult to get there. Mm-hmm. And so his point was just do it. Eventually you'll get the results and the results will lead to you feeling good. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what I need with respect to happy money, and that's the book that I've read this year that you read mm-hmm. also is to get to the point where I've seen some results and can get my mind wrapped around it because I'm too much of a skeptic to just think that way. Um yeah. But, so yeah. how are you doing? How are you taking action towards that end so that you can be a convert and less a skeptic? I'm just continuing, man. Like, um, just taking steps. So you're saying money, having it, not having enough, running out of it, cause it's a huge anxiety for you. Mm-hmm. And I think it may be, that may be the case for a lot of men. But I'm just saying... Part of the reason why it's an anxiety for you is because you're preoccupied with what is the worst case scenario. So if you actually took yourself to that space, the worst case scenario, and you either were okay with it or you found resources to leverage if the worst case scenario were to happen, you've somewhat released yourself, relieved yourself of that anxiety by having a pseudo plan in place. And the reason why it's important to address your anxieties is because it's kind of I, I your brain once again is there to serve you, but it's looking to conserve resources. So anxieties, fears to me are kind of like pop-ups, you know, on a computer. You have a CPU. Your computer is as powerful as it needs to be regardless. It's going to look to solve problems. However, if random viruses are on your computer and they're popping up, Number one, they're a huge distraction, but they're also sucking up a lot of energy from your computer. So the things that you need to conserve your energy to do is being taken up by a bunch of randomness that is not serving your end goal. So if you were to see your anxieties and your fears as things that need to be tempered as well as uh, maybe even neutralized, then you can devote the energy to do that so that you can use as much energy as you need to take you towards where you want to go. So that's why it's important, I think, to address the anxieties and the fears so that you can truly then leverage the resources you have, which is, which is your brain power, um, for the things that actually matter. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe we should exercise, do an exercise on that. All right. 
Very good. So um, the books, so you and I read similar books. Um, the one that I, the two that I would say, from what I can remember now, since I haven't gone back through the list, the two that I can say have been the most impactful are, well, no, Instinct was huge. When I started 2020, Instinct was the book. I mean, I read it. This was by um, Bishop T.D. Jakes. And it's it, it's a book that served me well because my word for 2020 was obedience, obey, obey your instincts. And uh, this book really just talked about tapping into your instincts and really allowing it to propel you towards where you want to where you want to go. And that really was a game changer um, and was a massive book for me coming into 2020. So I would highly recommend that. And then um, you actually read um, the book. Um, happy money. You have a different experience with money than I do, but that's not to say that I don't have hangups around money. I think all of us, most people do, um, just based on how we've been trained and reared and the the role money plays in our lives. And in reading that book, it helped me understand that money is essentially energy. Um, and how I'm going to describe it is Anything we do um, from a positive that that is positive, you know, it can help you generate energy. Energy is just a physical form of all the good energy that you've generated, either through doing good, um, bringing about solutions to other people's lives, inventing an application, whatever energy you are creating. Um, there's potential in it to be converted into money. So what that means then is money is not necessarily the end goal. It's a way of keeping count of all the positive energy that you've been generating. So if you are sowing into people's lives, if you are creating a company, you may not see the money it, you may not be able to convert it into money right away, but when you need to, you can. Um, but, and also, um, that money as reflected in your bank account is really just another way of um, representing all the various things that you've done, um, you know, in the past, which is what's in your bank account. But I guess what I'm saying is focus less on acquiring the money, focus more on the energy, the good energy that, and, and, and also the frequency or is it the velocity that he said? The the um, higher the frequency of the positive actions that you're taking, um, the 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 greater the possibility of being able to convert it into money and more money. And I think once I understood that, and I know it's very hokey pokey, <laughs> you know. So, and I'm probably not doing a good job of explaining it. But once I understood that money in and of itself is not the end goal, and I'd known that in the past, because you know, money is um, is a utility. It helps us accomplish the things that we want. But there's so much focus on money because of how we've been taught and we've been brought up, particularly in Western civilization. And what I am understanding is, you know, if you focus on doing good, if you focus on the right actions, money follows. So I felt like that freed me um, tremendously. Obviously, I don't have the caretaker persona that you have, you know, the provider persona that you have. So, so maybe 
this is circumstantial and contextualized, contextualized to just, you know, be, me being a woman or the type of woman I am. I don't know. But I'm just saying I don't have as much stress or struggle around money as I used to. But even better yet, I have a better understanding for how to accumulate more money. And that's really what I'm looking to try out and put into action in 2021. So that book was highly, highly um, um, impactful. And I would say the third one, and I forget the name of it, but it's 10x. Um, you know, so it's, it's a book around, um, you know, it's a sales book because the guy is um, a salesperson. I think it's Guy Cordon. Grant Cordon wrote it. It's called 10x. And essentially what it says is you can accomplish your goals for the most part if you put forth the right amount the right amount of energy towards accomplishing your goals the problem is most of us are not um we we have huge goals but the level of effort that we're putting towards accomplishing those goals are insufficient to help us reach those goals. And he's saying, as opposed to trying to figure out what the math is, you know, how much should I be doing to where I'm only doing what's necessary? He's saying, if everyone is telling you do 10 things, especially if you're trying to sell, you know, you need to call 10 customers a day. In his mind, he's going to do it 10 times, 10 times that. So that's 100 calls that needs to be made. If you need to um, make a million dollars within a specific period of time, he's going to look to make $10 million. Because if you are 10xing everything, then the behavior and how you show up for those goals are just automatically going to be leveled up 10 times, 10, you know, 10 times, 10 fold. And when you're doing that, success is almost guaranteed not that it absolutely is but for the most part it's kind of like when they say shoot for the sky and if you don't make it you'll be among the stars it's essentially the same concept um so for me i've always been a numbers person anyways where i've always felt it's just a matter of the numbers but i think that um confirmed it but also opened it up and expanded it into other areas of um, life that I hadn't really thought about so that is definitely a book that I'm also taking with me um, to 2021 which is 10x so watch out <laughs> yep um, so those are the books all right um, I guess my next question to you then is what was your biggest surprise of 2020 Either positive, negative, neutral, just something that you're like, huh, that's interesting. A biggest, a big surprise. Uh, Do you want me to go? Sure. Okay. Matter of fact, you probably should go first on all the questions. On all the questions? Okay. I haven't thought of any of them. So I'm not, I don't know because I haven't done a full inventory of the year. Um, so it's hard for me to say whether or not this will truly rank as the biggest surprise. But I will say one of my one of the huge surprises is um, that, you know what? Um, we got this. And when I say we got this, um, I mean, no matter what the world or the universe or it's our circumstances throws at us, I feel like we can handle it. And the reason why I'm saying this is 2020, obviously for everyone has been a shit show of a year for, 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 for a lot of people, you know, because plans were not, um, 
realized or implemented as were imagined. But that's not to say good did not come out of it. So maybe shit show is not the best um, phrase or the best way to characterize this. But it wasn't ideal. So we started off the year having to shift and adjust in so many different ways. The, 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 the money that a lot of us were planning on did not come through. The clients that you were planning, we were down to one income. You know, so some of the things that we were looking, the momentum that we were looking to pick up did not come through. Um, and then on top of that, we picked up additional expenses, you know, from trying to run the business, from trying to set up um, the, the podcast, um, buying more food for, for the children. There, was ad- there were additional things that we had to figure out how to make happen. And then on top of that, you injured yourself. So you ended up hurting yourself, hurting your knee, which required surgery. And beyond, you know, just the money or whatever was associated with that, I think just the mental wherewithal to bring to focus our energy on the man is hurt. That's going to take our focus from all the things that we were doing or trying to do. And now we've got to focus on the reality of he's got to get better um, and needing to shift, you know, needing to ask for help when people um, reached out to see if we needed any support um, and being able to just maneuver. But ultimately, you and I, I don't think either of us have had any major injury or health issues since we've been together. Not that I would say. Um, And this was something that you know, initially when it happened, I was like, oh, my God, what is this going to mean? You know, but whatever was necessary to bring to the fore to get it done together, of course, the bulk of it was on you, um, you know, but ultimately I felt like we got through it. You know, you injured yourself, major knee surgery, probably not ideal. It definitely was not ideal. It happened. We would have preferred for it not to happen, but we got through it. And then not long as you were recuperating, we all got stuck with COVID. Like we all got COVID. And once again, I remember waking up, you know, my lowest moment this year was probably waking up on Amini's birthday. My daughter's birthday was supposed to be her 10th birthday. We had planned certain things to take place. The whole household was sick. Um, None of the things that we had planned could work and we had food, just things that were going to waste. And once again, I had to, you know, just think, while wow, this moment is heavy, I remember feeling like this was a huge moment. I could feel the weight of it, but feeling like we don't have to do whatever is necessary to um, remain in good spirits for the girl, for Amini, but also to survive, you know, to make sure that we don't become a statistic, whatever needs to be done, we're going to have to be ready to do it. And I felt like um, we we got through it. We got through it. And then subsequently, there have been various, you know, health sort of discoveries as it pertains to me that we've had along the way. And, you know, I've had to show up in whatever way was um, necessary to do it. Um, but I guess my point is this year, um, health wise, um, and just in general, I feel like we've just dealt with a lot of things being thrown at us. Now, that's not to say a knee injury, COVID and us surviving COVID, and even my mom going through the issues that she had when she was going through, um, her COVID battle as well, or what we believe to be COVID. The, the point is that there was a lot thrown at us 
And these are the things that I dread. You know, I talk about how to, to help me with my anxiety, I take my place to the worst case scenario and I always try to play out how can I handle it. And um, even in thinking about that prior to, these are the things that I dread. You know, what happens when something all of a sudden happens to your health? You know, someone is um, um, hurt, incapacitated, whatever it is, you know, now it's going to shift everything. Am I able to do it or do we have the wherewithal to do it? And looking back, I feel like, I feel like we got this, you know, to me, you know, I am very grateful for having experienced it or like gotten a taste of um, instability and feeling like, okay, yeah, I feel like we, we can, we, we can make it work. Um, so for me, that was probably um, one of the the surprise, the, the bigger surprises is feeling much more confident um, with the idea that whatever is thrown at us, we can probably um, um, mm. conquer as a team. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think that was the biggest surprise is feeling like we got this. You know, what I mean, like once again, a lot of times we live and we're like, I don't know. I feel like theoretically we could get it. I don't know. Do we got it? God help us. You know, it's always God will help us. But not to say that, obviously, you know, God, the universe, our family, our network, the resources we have are contributing to being able to get it. But I feel comfortable that if anything were to happen, I feel like we have whatever is necessary to go through the storm and we will be, we will come out on the other side. Yeah. So, um, if I have to answer that question, I don't necessarily think that I have too much uh, as far as surprises are concerned. Um, but if I had to answer, it'd probably be that when uh, my brother was admitted to the hospital, because he also, um, I actually, what is it? Um, Gave it to him? Yeah, I passed on the COVID to him when I mm-hmm. visited him. And, uh you know, for me, it was just not that big of a deal. Like, for you, it was, like, a lot more lingering. But even then, like, I never felt like, you know, you had fevers and stuff like that. I never felt like there was a um, a need to go to the hospital. Um, we had our little oxygen measure on your finger thing that we bought. That was one of the first things we bought because, you know, you just definitely want to make sure that it doesn't get under 95. But, um, yeah, I mean, when... Because he, he stayed with us for a little bit, and then he decided he started feeling better. He went back home, and um, you know, um, we got the message that you know he admitted himself into the hospital. I was like, oh shit, wow, this thing might be really serious. But ultimately, you know, I think he wasn't exhibiting any kind of real, I guess, signs that they would take at that hospital to keep him. So they left him, which I think is probably a good thing. Like a lot of people who end up on ventilators never make it out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they actually discharged him that very night and he came back here and ultimately, you know, we all defeated the COVID. Um, But yeah, I would say that that when that happened, I was probably, that was probably the most surprising thing that, wow, this thing is um, really that serious. Because to be honest with you, I never, like I, I've, I never really took it as seriously as others mm. have. Like, I remember <laughs> earlier on not putting on my mask and then um, 
even when I did, like when we did the the Fourth of July celebration, there were some people, some of our family members who were really being um, taking precautions, and I was like, oh god, whatever. I mean, if I get it, I'll get it, and then I'll I'll be done with it, you know, because I was mm-hmm. one of those people who um, just believed in how weak, quote unquote, the um, the the virus is but you know I guess it depends on what your pre-existing conditions are but you know in my in my brother and I too have the trickle sickle cell state uh, trait but didn't you know it just didn't have that big of an impact on me mm. but yeah um, that's my answer to it is just that um, realizing yeah. how serious yeah the virus truly was the yeah. COVID virus because yeah. mm. it came close to home with your brother yeah mm. yeah very good. All right. Um, my next question um, is around habits. So if you were to think back to 2020, um, obviously, we didn't accomplish all our goals. Um, but, you know, there were some things that we accomplished, some lessons that we learned along the way. So when you think about the habits that you put to play in 2020, um, or maybe the ones that you've learned that you now need to um sort of leverage for 2021 what were those game-changing habits for you these things seem so sweeping ah. um i i, I say I, game-changing you could say you know one that you're like you know what it's a good habit that i'm going to continue to do um something that i always wanted to do that i started doing and i want to keep doing is um waking up at five in the morning mm. um getting sleep eight hours of sleep so you know actually forcing myself to go to sleep at nine which is a very difficult thing especially since i um, also, don't want to do it in the weekends. I want to be able to stay up for whatever reason. I, I like being able to stay up, but that messes with your circadian rhythm. Mm. That's what the term is. But you know, like if you're sometimes going to sleep late and sometimes not, it probably doesn't allow you to establish normalize. That mm. yeah. So, um, but definitely continuing to try to maintain eight hours of sleep. I actually also just recently bought. Um, um, on its uh, alpha brain is something that I've seen um, uh, people talk a lot about on Instagram. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's like it, they're supplemental pills. Um, what's the name of that guy? Rogan. Um, he has a Joe podcast. Rogan. Yeah. And so I I tend to I think he's somebody who's very discerning and he does his research and he was um, he was he gave his recommendation. So I was like, yeah, let me check this out because I. Um, want to make sure that I am of full capacity, which includes sleeping and, um, you know, waking up early to get things done and all that other stuff. So I want to make sure I'm operating at full capacity so that I can um, meet my goals. Um, so those are two things that I want to make sure that I keep um, um, practicing. Uh, also, you know, I want to continue to keep practicing, you know, thinking positively. Hmm. Um because I think that's also a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, continuing to do that. And, yeah, those are the three things. Waking up early, sleeping early, or getting at least eight hours of sleep. Um, and then, you know, practicing, um, you know, thinking positively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are all great habits. And I will probably try to leverage those same ones as well um, in 2021 because I think they're all important. Um, In addition to that, for 2020, the ones that I found 
the the one habit that I found to be a game changer, like I like I said, is scheduling your day. Um, you know, I've been talking about how I believe, at least my brain. So let me just let me not generalize it to everybody. Bola's brain does not always serve Bola um, the best way possible. So for me, my mindset is um, something that, of course, I need to work on. Um, but what allows for me to kind of defeat the morning, which is really what I struggle with, is having a routine. So as you mentioned, getting up at 5 a.m., um, for me, after that, I get up, go straight to the shower, take a cold shower. After the, And, and the, we've talked about the reasons behind the cold shower. The reason I take a cold shower is really just to make sure that I'm setting my day, I'm starting my day off right. Um, by challenging myself to do something I don't want to do, there's no real benefit to doing to doing it. But I do it anyways because of the discipline um, to and, and enduring discomfort early in the morning. Um, so, so I force myself to do that. In addition, it just wakes me up um, right away. So, so I do that, and then after that, I'm gonna, I just want to quickly say I, I, I am doing that as well, but definitely it's not something that I think that I'm going to keep doing. Mm, you're gonna stop doing it. My goal is to do it every day in 2021, um, take a cold shower. Because um, I want to get to a point where, once again, like those viruses where ideas come up, you should do this, you should not. I want to preserve and conserve my brain's energy as much as possible so I can then devote it to true problem solving. So if I can figure out a way to schedule my whole day right now, if I'm getting up at 5 a.m. consistently, by the time... I'm done with a shower. I do some work in the morning. I get up and then the kids get up at 730. We do yoga together. We do daily inspiration. Um, and then they leave. I have my first meeting at nine, followed by another meeting at 930. By 10 o'clock in five hours, my day is pretty standard, it's scheduled. It's like clockwork. Um, I'm just going from one thing to the next. And I found that I'm actually very effective, very productive. Um, some of the things, you know, w with my business, one thing that I'm working with another partner on is, um, you know, um, positioning ourselves to be um, considered for supplier diversity, for to working with larger co companies um, for certain things. Um, so we've been scheduling our, our um, you know, we've been going on different sites to sign up for um, these companies putting together our capability statement. These are things that I've wanted to do for the longest time, especially leveraging our certification that I've just never done. But that time, that 30 minute forces me to do it. So I just think if I can now schedule, if I can schedule 10 hours where it's routine, not that the activities are not changing, you know, meaning what does, but the block of time is specific to a certain activity every day, I feel like that will get me much further ahead um, to where I need to go. So scheduling your day to me is one of those game changer habits that I fell into in 2020. And it's just been amazing because my brain is on autopilot. So at that point, I'm not even asking, do I want to do it? I mean, yes, I don't want to do it. But a lot of times, once again, because I also attach these goals, these activities to other people. So I have to show up. I have to show up to my morning yoga with the kids. I have to show up to my 9 a.m. meeting with my, um, you know, with the person who works with me. I have to do the 930. So if I'm able to really get a good 
10 hours every day where everything is scheduled and I'm showing up repeatedly, I feel like I have a better chance of um, making progress towards my goal. So that's one of those things. Game-changing habit that I'm taking from 2020, scheduling your day. Um, so yeah, I, I found that to, to be very good. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then I guess along those lines, what new habits are you looking to institute in 2021? Particularly as you think about your goals and wanting to um, accomplish your goals, um, whatever those goals are, and we haven't talked about them, but what habits are you looking to institute in 2021? Um, so same ones that I um, have been doing and, and, you know, continuing to do. And I think also um, just um, also, uh, you know, um, not necessarily scheduling my day, but definitely making sure that I have what we've been doing also is, is the scrums and making sure that mm -hmm. you have a, the list of things that you can check off. Because a lot of times, you know, you don't realize there's tons of other things that you can work on because they're not readily available and you're, you know, you're wasting time too, wasting energy for your brain trying to figure out what to do. So once you um, think of it, put it down on a list and that way, you know, you can come back to it and take care of it as needed. But I also uh, want to make sure that I'm very proactive, like not, not just proactive, but um you know, yeah, whatever the opposite of procrastination is, mm. um, maybe that is proactive, but just, you know, tackling things now, um, mm. you know, not waiting and um, saying it's going to happen, but like, if there's an opportunity, just deal with it right away. So that way, you're, you know, you're not, um, you're not leaving things off, not necessarily a chance, but like for whenever it is that it happens, like mm -hmm. some days today, just get it done yeah yeah that's a good one that's a good one i love those scrums by the way i would say that's another game-changing habit that um you know you insisted that we take on as a family and i feel like they've been really um, beneficial to us because it does allow us to work on multiple facets of our lives um, where we're just checking things off you know and we have a growing list of to-dos and for someone like me who has a lot of things going on. It's actually very beneficial to keep you on task. So, so I love that. Um, and, and I think that feeds well into, you know, the question of, um, you know, 2021, what is another habit that you are going to add to the list? And for me, it is tracking my activities. Um, I love that, you know, you can schedule your 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 calendar or schedule your day. Um, I love that we have Scrum. But, you know, I did this thing with the kids in December where, um, you know, we all have goals and every day we get up and talk about how well um, we did towards the activities that we highlighted for ourselves to, um, in pursuit of those goals. And we started grading ourselves. And what I realized is... Um, I'm a mediocre student when it came to actually checking off the activities on my list on a daily basis. Um, I was getting C, C minuses because I would never really truly finish it. Whereas if I hadn't been tracking it, I would have just thought I was doing a good job. I, I would have given myself a pat on the back. So a lot of times, you know, I think we go into this space of thinking you are doing 
what it takes. You're doing the necessary. But because you're not tracking yourself on a day-to-day basis, you really don't have true insight into how well you're doing, um, where you're veering off the path, and you know improvements that could be made along the way for you to be better. So one thing that I'm going to be really diligent at doing is um, just tracking my progress. So every day I want to be tracking what I did, not necessarily um, you know writing down what I did, and maybe that would be necessary, but at least grading myself. So every day I'll have various columns that I'm tracking towards. Did I do this? Did I do this? That you know, checking off the things that I was supposed to do. Especially if I've scheduled my whole day, it should be pretty easy to check those things off, and then giving myself a grade at the end of it. Um, I think that tracking will allow me to get a better sense of and a better handle of my year, and not have me at the end of the year trying to figure out why I didn't read the number of books that I set out to read, <laughs> you know, because I was just casually reading. I wasn't being intentional about it. So I think um, being more intentional through um, tracking my activities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. So um, we're almost done. Um, but I did want to ask, because um, I don't want us to do a part two. So I want to try to fit all of this in, in one episode. But do you have any audacious goals? And I know we have a number of goals that we're all working towards. But do you have an audacious goal that is huge that you are going to look to go after in 2021? Replace and, you know, even do more in terms of my salary as part of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes all the benefits as well. Replace your income through your business. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. My goal, and I'm actually just thinking about it as I speak, my goal um, for 2021 is I've been hearing a lot about um, trainings. You know, um, social media, there are lots of people who are um, developing training programs, um, putting them, making them available to the masses and using that as a source of either another um, revenue stream or even that's now their main business. Coaching programs for other business owners, other businesses, other individuals who are looking to speak. You could have a training on anything. So my goal for 2021, one of my audacious goal is to put out a training program and I'm working on it right now. I want to roll it out right away. Training for? Huh? For what? The training is going to be um, for other business owners, you know, how to um, run a successful business. I'm also going to have another part for other consultants, how to start a consulting business. So it's going to be two programs that I can think of right now, but the first one that I'm starting with that I'm creating right now is um, how to run a successful business. Um, So I just want to do a program, a training for that. But my goal for that is, you know, I've been listening to a lot of people who are in this space and a lot of them are making, you know, $10,000, $20,000, $30,000 consistently on a monthly basis. So I want to study the formula um, to see how they're able to really push this program and have it be successful for them. And that's just as one line of, um, you know, one line of um, revenue. Um, So my goal, I'm going to put the number out there, is to, by the end of 2021, to be consistently doing $30,000 a month um, through the training program. And I'm saying this because... um, So by the last quarter? 
But the last one, I want to get there. So I'm going to start. I want to start now, and I want to leverage all of the mechanisms that I see them doing their ads. There's marketing. There's, um, you know, having a website. There's the newsletter. All of these things are new areas for me that I'm not very comfortable with. Um, and speaking of 2021, I think the game changer is going to be for us to embrace new technology, but all of the new avenues that are becoming available for how to make money. And the folks who are, I, I feel like this is the new oil age or whatever you'll call it. When people heard of the oil boom and some folks were like, oh yeah, I need to go figure out how to get a piece of that action. I need to go find out what's going on. I think there's a new era upon us around the influential um, you know, figures People who are making a lot of money through being an influencer. Um, there are YouTube um, opportunities that people are learning. There's e-commerce that people are doing. There's the programming. I mean, there's just so many things that are becoming available now in terms of how you can make money, different ways to piece together um, an income. And a lot of us are not very familiar, comfortable with, with it. We don't know enough about it um, because we're so used to what we've known. So... I've heard about this space for a long time, um, but this is the year that I want to understand it. Um, not necessarily learning it, but I want to execute in this space and, and, and see if I can get myself to, to that level of revenue by the end of the year. So that's one of my big audacious goals. Um, I also have a goal to um, write a book of some sort, um, either a manual or book. Um, something. So that's something I'm going to be working on as well. But I have plenty of other goals that I'm working towards, but those are the the ones that I want to share at the moment. So, all right. Well, as we wrap up, um, you know, my last question is, um, when you think of 2021, you know, similar to how we got to the end of 2020 and we look at it and, you know, there were some things that surprised us. Um, what do you want the theme of 2021 to be for you as you look back? You know, what do you want to, you know, we'll look at 2020 and be like, that was the year that, you know, we all were forced to just stand still or we all were forced to, you know, cling on to family members or create and deepen relationships, whatever it is for you. We all have different things that we took away from 2020. What are you hoping based on the goals and, and where you are right now, where you're hoping to go? What are you hoping will be the theme of 2021 in your life? Well, hopefully 2021 will be the year that I conquer the conquering of my mind. Mm. And I say it that way because I don't think that um, you ever truly yeah. conquer your mind. It is um, a journey. It's, yeah, it's always a uh, practice. You're con constantly doing it. But I think there is the conquering of it is, um, I think, in, ex in the acceptance of it. And not mm. just the acceptance of that practice, but also in the... Um, comfort in the practice the comfort meaning like you're not um you realize that it is a a struggle but you're not um you're not uncomfortable you're always at peace with, mm. with the with the work that it involves and it's not a source of constant turmoil and um yeah i mean that may have to first deal with my biggest um, source of anxiety Mm. And, uh, you know, 
and and you know starting to see some um, gains from the uh, the habits that I do consistently. Hmm. But um, yeah. So it's the you tw- you want twenty twenty one to go down in history as the year you started conquering your mind. Yeah. Very good. For me, I want 2021 to be the year of embracing change for me. Um, You know, as I said earlier, there's so many new platforms, so many different avenues, different ways, different technologies that, you know, you can leverage for a much bigger life. Um, I'm very comfortable and used to the conventional way or ways of doing things. I want to embrace, like fully take on change, not from a place of just reading it, but just executing. I want to know it. I want this to be the year that I tried so many new things that, um, and I know you're probably looking at me like, you know, you're constantly trying new things anyways, but in a, in, in new spaces, I want to be the year that I embraced change and new spaces, things that I've never done before, um, but I've always wanted to do, but also new things that the, you know, the, the environment or the time that we're in is dictating that we go into. I want to go into it fearlessly, embrace it and try to figure it out. So this is going to be the year of change for me. And um, in order to do that, because I know I can be pretty haphazard with a lot of the different things that I do, um, which once again, you're just sort of flailing in water um, when you're doing things haphazardly. So to be able to accomplish that, um, I'm going to offer up my one word. um, And that word is discipline. So I want to embrace change, but from a disciplined perspective. and by discipline, I'm not saying that I need to study the ins and outs and everything, but I sort of, I want to do things from a measured approach. You know, I'm doing it every day. I'm learning about it. I'm improving. I'm pivoting. I'm, I'm, I'm tweaking things as I go, but I'm embracing change from a disciplined perspective. So that will require me to be an, a disciplined individual and also for my environment to be somewhat disciplined, the tools, the systems, the people that I work with. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, um, it's going to be a year of disciplined change for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, do you have one word, a, a word that you've narrowed in on or words that you're still considering? I mean, to be honest with you, just as we are talking about this, then, you know, I thought, hey, maybe the word to be and should be conquer hmm. um hmm. that you know that's one of the things that uh, i'm dealing with and you know one of the things that also came to my mind is um another habit that i'm having which is part of um the conquering thing is uh you know it's also you know with staying positive one of the things that i said is not fighting the um the same fights or start litigating why you should do something you've already determined you should do, whether it's um, being positive, you know, you come over here and find yourself in a situation and you're like, um, no, but this time I should be able to um, mm. be negative. I should be able to seek the attention to, you know, to um, feel entitled and all these other things. Um, and I think it's it's very important to 
um, know what you've decided um, and then continue to, to stick with it because you're, yours is to do, is mm. to serve. And um, you should be okay with that because then it gets you from sitting there in your own head trying to justify things to being like, all right, I got to just go do. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, that's part of all of those things are floating around in my mind. But I think for me, the conquering happens when I stop trying to relitigate and start building the habit of just doing and, and finding it to be easier mm-hmm. for me to do or finding it to be um routine for me to Mm -hmm. swiftly shift into that so that's what you know so i'll say conquer just to um just to guide myself whenever it is that i feel like i am not conquering my mind Mm. that's good very good all right well (laughs) thanks for coming along with us as we did a, a a review 2020 a year in review um so we, as always, please click um, subscribe, share, like, and uh, and comment below because we really do want to grow this community and we appreciate your comments, your feedback, and you really just coming along with us. We're excited for what 2021 is going to hold because I really think it's going to be a game changer year for us, just given the mindset that we both are cultivating and the tools we have at our disposal and also the opportunities that um, are available to us now. I think 2021 is really going to surprise us in a lot of good ways. So I'm eager to see um, what takes place. Um, But until then, please continue to remember some days today and live your best life starting today. And remember... Dead ass. Dead ass. Do epic dope ass shit. Do epic dope ass shit. Daily. Dead ass. So yeah, join our dead ass community and let us know how that's coming along. merchandise coming up soon. Dead ass. Matter of fact, let me work on a merchandise today. We had another one, right? Um. Um. Where we invite you to... Live your life like well, it's a fucking do, do, vacation. Do, do epic dope ass shit. Okay. Dead ass, yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys. Wishing everyone a blessed 2021. We all survived 2020. Thank the Lord. We're grateful for all of the, um, all of what 2020 served up. And we are looking to expand in all ways in 2021. Go forth and conquer. Yeah.